0: The following podcast is not designed to provide legal or HR advice, but is intended to provide a general overview of the topic. Today's guest is being compensated for their participation.
1: This is Mary Schaefer. I'm a human resources professional focusing on bringing more humanity to the workplace. I'm here with Neil Goldfarb. Neil, can you give us a little background on yourself as we get started? Sure. I'm
0: president of the Greater Philadelphia Business Coalition on Health. We're an employer coalition serving employees in Southeastern Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Southern New Jersey. And our employers have come together to try to improve the health of the workforce and to hold the healthcare system accountable for quality, safety, and value.
1: Thank you so much, and welcome to the podcast today. We're gonna talk today about sort of the the 101 of MS. And so can you tell us, what, what is the cause of MS?
0: Well, we don't know exactly what the cause is. MS is an autoimmune disease where a person's immune system starts to attack their central nervous system, Uh, and this leads to uh, communication difficulties between various neurons and the brain, so it can lead to uh, physical uh, disability uh, or just uh, difficulty in uh, doing basic body functions, uh, even some cognitive deficits at times. But we don't really know what the cause of that is.
1: Okay, thank, thank you very much. What is, what is it in terms of physical implications for a person diagnosed with MS?
0: Well, first, MS uh, has different impacts on different people. So uh, some people have more mild forms and other people it can be very severe. Uh, it can result in difficulty walking uh, difficulty sometimes uh, breathing eating swallowing uh, the just think about anything your nervous system controls and as your auto your immune system attacks uh, your central nervous system any of those functions can be impaired in some way
1: can you tell me what the number of people diagnosed in the u.s? is and the average age of onset?
0: That's a great question, Mary. Uh, A recent study in the journal Neurology said that close to a million people in the United States have MS. That's a much higher number than what we previously thought about prevalence. Uh, MS usually uh, is diagnosed between ages 20 and 50, so the workforce age. Uh, but it can affect children, it can affect seniors. Uh, it is much more prevalent in females than in males, although both genders are affected. And uh, also geography plays a role, where people who live further away from the equator seem to have a higher prevalence of MS that may be related to something about climate or exposure to sunlight.
1: What does the fact that it shows up in different people in different ways, what does that mean for optimal treatment?
0: Yeah, it it really is a very complex disease to diagnose and to treat. You know, we strongly recommend as a coalition when we're talking to employers uh, that they identify physicians in their market who are really MS specialists and that they figure out uh, how they can help get employees to seek out care. So once you have a diagnosis, you should be seeing an MS specialist, if at all possible, if geographically possible. Uh, but part of the problem is in the diagnosis phase, uh, you may not know you have MS, and your physician may be puzzled by the symptoms you have and run all sorts of tests. Uh, before a diagnosis can be established. And, and the best way to establish a diagnosis is through an MRI, uh, where the damage to the central nervous system can actually uh, be visualized.
1: And let's talk a little bit more about what employers can do. Sure, so uh,
0: there are several things that we think are really important for employers to focus on. And I'll say at the outset that uh employers don't necessarily currently put a lot of focus on ms because it's not what they're seeing as one of the major diseases in, the, in their workforce so they have to start by recognizing that it may only affect a couple of people in their workforce but as an employer there are still things they can do to help that person so the first thing is create a culture in the workplace where it's okay to talk about symptoms and not feeling well necessarily or, or needing some flexibility in the work schedule or some accommodations. Uh, so creating a culture of open communication uh, is a good place to start where there's not a stigma associated with having the disease. Uh, the second thing employers can do is educate the employees and let them know what resources exist for c- people who do have MS. So either for the employee or the employee as a caregiver for somebody else who has MS. The third thing that we think employers should do is really pay attention to their uh, benefit designs, particularly pharmacy benefits and some of the pharmacy uh, management tools that they use and that their PBMs use. Uh, They may delay necessary care. MS is a debilitating disease. And it's not one of those diseases where you want to mess around with step therapy and wait for other therapies to fail before going to uh, more complex, perhaps more expensive therapies. So we strongly encourage employers to talk to their health plans and PBMs about how they're ensuring that people who are diagnosed with MS have early access to the needed medication. Uh, So there's a shared responsibility for physicians and patients to talk to each other Uh, and to stay in some degree of contact. The final thing that we would suggest is uh, employers should pay attention to where people are getting care. As I mentioned earlier, it's very important for a person who has MS to see an appropriately trained MS specialist, a neurologist who has some expertise, even if it means seeking out a person who's not around the corner from the patient. Uh, because these physicians really understand the complexity of the disease, uh, the need appropriate polypharmacy, multiple drugs, uh, and can really help to ensure that patients are well managed and get back uh, to a functional level where they can work as soon as possible.
1: Thank you. It sounds like there's a lot of collaboration that would be required between a patient and their, their doctor or medical provider tell me more about that joint responsibility.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The patient is responsible for uh, letting their physician know when they have symptoms, either new symptoms or exacerbation advancement of certain symptoms. Uh, Patients also need to be responsible for doing what they can and adjusting their lifestyle appropriately. So uh, nutrition is important, physical activity, exercise, uh, all can help modify the impact of MS. And finally, patients need to be responsible for taking their medications as prescribed by their physicians and letting the physician know if they have any concerns about their medication rather than just stopping uh, taking it without talking to the physician. Uh, the physician also has responsibility for uh, knowing how to monitor the patient, how often to monitor the patient, how to assess adherence, uh, how to treat symptoms and flare-ups of MS. It is, as I said, a very complex disease. Uh, so there's a shared responsibility for physicians and patients to talk to each other uh, and to stay in some degree of contact.
1: So, Neil, it sounds like employers play a really vital role in supporting their employees with MS. I want to thank you so much for your time that you spent with us today. I've enjoyed the conversation.
0: Thank you, Mary. I appreciate the time as well. Thanks for your time today. For those listening, be sure to check out the MS Workspace website at ms-workspace.com. There, you'll find resources that can provide additional support to employees in your organization as well as a very unique MS estimator tool that can help give you a sense of the impact MS may be having on your company right now. So visit that MS Workspace website, and thanks again for listening.